0: I could stay here forever.
1: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: Schrader comes out of that backfield. Cook already on the run. He's got to use his legs, going to throw on the run. And got it! Complete to Schrader down the sideline. Schrader straight up the gut, first down run from Truman State to Truman the Tiger. Here he is again at a first down. Schrader looking for more. And still going. Looked like he was going to get knocked down at the line of scrimmage or maybe a loss. Tennessee, balls haven't done anything. Moore Schrader. And Cody's got another first down. And here's Schrader. And his longest reception of the year was earlier. It might be topped right here. And it's first and goal for Mizzou at the 7th. Schrader, number 7. In for the touchdown. Because he's so aggressive. But watch him read Delgado's block right here. He'll read it. He'll feel it. And then he just runs right behind the tight end that time, North Fleet. Schrader. It'll be another first down. We'll just give it to seven and see if he can go the distance. Maybe he can. Cody Schrader. I was going to say, I trust number seven. And here he goes gets down. This year he's going to rush for over 100 in the first half. Second down and eight. Schrader bursts off the right side. Almost took it. They're going to come with as much pressure as they can get on Cook. He throws to Schrader short. Schrader made the first guy miss. The second. And bulldozes the third. McCullough. First down, Missouri. Schrader. Again, bursts up through a hole that didn't look like it was there. Schrader. Driving the pile. Still going. So first down at the nine-minute mark. Schrader. Cody Schrader. Wow. It's putting on a show. 31 more yards. Schrader. Another first down. Balls haven't done anything. Balls haven't done anything. Balls haven't done anything. Balls haven't done anything. And throw. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou.
0: They are carving up this LSU defense. They don't get no better than that, man.
3: Cook's
0: gonna throw the deep ball and Burton's past the defense.
2: Touchdown, Luther Burton. 47 yards. Good place. Kick is up. It is... Yes. now the walk-off winner from 61. Harrison Midas.
4: This is the MazzotCast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the MazzotCast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is my longtime brother, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dum? And as joins us each and every week, Caleb Bungard.
0: <laughs> Hello, children.
4: <laughs> hey. So we got the full cadre of gentlemen here tonight to discuss the Missouri dismantling of the Tennessee Volunteers 36-7. to 7. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this was the most complete, most enjoyable, biggest game Missouri has played in, I dare say, a decade.
0: Oh, it was good. It's real good. I feel 10
5: feet tall right now and strong as an ox. <laughs> I feel 10 feet tall right now and strong as
0: an ox.
4: It, it did feel good, didn't it? I mean, good Lord.
0: Well, they played, I think- they played damn good football. I mean, start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh,
5: what we've been asking for. Four quarters of football, very few mistakes. You know what strikes me about this Missouri team is that we were so skeptical about as this season began. They've answered every problem they've come up with. They've corrected everything or at least improved. You know, today's a game where we – I, I I've given the offensive line a lot of crap because I'm like, man, they just haven't been able to impose their will on the running game, you know, when, when we become one dimensional Mitchell. Well, they impose their will today. Uh, Cody Schrader, I mean, he's a guy that we've just been looking at like sort of like a placeholder. You know, he's fine. We'd love to give him the fine treatment. He's more than fine. I mean, like he's chiseling his likeness onto the Mount Rushmore
0: of Mizzou running backs. I mean, he's the only SEC running back to ever run for 200 yards and receive 100 yards. Ever. Yeah, ever.
4: It's one of those kind of performances that 10 years from now, you'll be like, remember that Tennessee Cody Schrader game? I mean, it it reminds me of like Tony Temple in the Cotton Bowl against Arkansas in 2008 where just Tony Temple owned that game or Henry Josie in the 2013 Texas A&M game. He took control of that. He carried the entire team on his shoulders in a way. I mean, it may have been the best single-player game performance I have ever seen from a football player. It's certainly a Mizzou player. It was incredible. At the end of the first half, I was like, this is the best half of football I've ever seen a player have. And then it just continued in the second half. And other than the first possession, first drive interception that Brady cooked through uh, around the 20 yard line that killed a drive, there were very few mistakes, you know, very few, certainly no soul crushing mistakes. We won the turnover battle we looked good on special teams. I mean, they tried to return a couple of kicks from, like, the five or the end zone, and we just smothered them. Mivas made everything dead nuts down the center he kicked. I mean, it was as good a football game, certainly, as this team has played all year, but it's the best game I've seen them play in ages.
0: And Eli coached, you know, a hell of a ball game. He kept them playing all the way through. Even when they got up, you got to give him credit for that. I mean, all the way to the end where he iced Tennessee's kicker <laughs> with 30 seconds left to go.
5: <laughs> yep. This was a sharp—you know, we've had good seasons since we've been doing this podcast, since we've been in the SEC, but this is as sharp as a Mizzou team I have seen look on game day since the Chase Daniel era. You know, we've had good games, but this team looked—I mean, just sharp. Four quarters, start to finish, both sides of the ball— they dominated this game. They fucking ran ruptured over the fucking Tennessee Volunteers. I watched it again. You know, they do that like 25 minute cut up of the game where you just, they just show you the plays and they're, they chop everything out. When you watch it at that sort of speed where they just trim out all the fat and they just show you what happened in this game, this is just a game of Mizzou demolishing Tennessee up and down the field both ways. And I don't think Tennessee's a bad team. I think Mizzou made them look bad. I think Mizzou's a really good team. I think they took a top 15 team. I believe that that's what Tennessee is. I believe they are probably the 13th team in the nation. And Mizzou, when they play their A game, demolishes that level of team. It's exciting.
0: Well, I mean, you also have Tennessee who hangs their hat on stopping the run. And they just gave it to them and gave it to them and gave it to them. They could not stop it. That's saying something.
4: Yeah, Chris Doring in the SEC wrap-up show after all the games were over, he said there's a certain kind of frustration that comes with knowing a team is going to run the football. You know exactly what they're going to do, and you just have no weapon to stop it. And that's what was happening when Cody Schrader ran the ball. You knew exactly what they were going to do. Now, they did do a great job of mixing up how they got Cody Schrader the ball, but it didn't matter how they got him the ball. He was good for 6 to 15 yards. It's seemingly in every single possession. Yeah. It was incredible. He suddenly
5: became a receiving back.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Where'd that been all year?
0: It's what it done against Georgia at the second half, in all honesty.
4: You know, and, and it, it goes to show, like, Ole Miss was, I think, the number nine or number 10 team in the country going up against Georgia this weekend and just got fucking pounded. And you think, that's not the way Missouri played Georgia. Missouri was in that thing all the way to the bitter end. And there's a reason for that. It's because they're a fucking good football team. And, you know, we looked at Tennessee and we said, oh, Tennessee's okay, but they're flawed. You know, they got beat by Florida early on and they've limped around and they've gotten a 7-2 record just like we have. And this is the moment where, you know, it was a turning point for Missouri because it was the final ranked opponent Missouri had. And they had lost against LSU. They had lost against Georgia. They beat Kansas State, but Kansas State isn't that good and they're out of conference. Tennessee was their opportunity to say, hey, we're not just a good story who's going to have a winning season this year. We're a good damn team. And they took that opportunity and absolutely ran with it, quite literally. And, like you said, when I mean, he iced the kicker, that was maybe my favorite Eli Drinkwitz moment as his time as a Missouri head coach, because we wanted him to stuff it up Heipel's ass, his uh, butt pussy, as it were. And. <laughs> He did it, and I loved it. And I do want to play one thing because uh, Colin, I think you'll appreciate this. We have gotten a lot of things wrong, a lot of predictions wrong, a lot of the time during this season. But last week, this is what we had to say about this game. I like Missouri to win this game. I just really do.
5: I, think- I don't understand the line, honestly. You know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Mizzou fan, and it's like I just feel like our defense is going to give them fits. And I feel like our offense can score. I just, I I, I, listen, I think Mizzou wins this game by 10 or should. So hats off to us. Well, and I, if you played a little longer, you'll also listen to me predict old miss getting butt rammed pretty hard. I think
4: that might've been a little bit easier to pick, but yeah, you did. I can't, it's hard for me to express how excited I was about this football game because it was a huge game. I mean, it was a, a top 15 matchup between Against- a miserable opponent. Yeah, and Tennessee is just the fucking worst. Their fans are the worst. Their coaches is the worst. The players are the worst. Everything about Tennessee is bad. It's a horrible state full of horrible people, and it's a horrible university with a horrible program. And they have been as dismissive of Mizzou as anyone since we've joined the SEC, and beating them feels so good, and it was just such a thorough fucking pounding that even well, some Tennessee fans... Their- they are only
5: barreling towards three decades of not doing pissing a drop so you you can't blame them for having an
0: ego yeah well that's exactly what i was thinking about now i didn't get to watch the game but i listened to it uh in my ear pods while i was deer hunting you know it's that time of year anyway all i could think about was i barely had pubic hair the last time tennessee was really relevant (laughs) and and you know t martin was there and they won a national champ but i was a child yeah. A child. I'm not it, super old, but how's a child?
4: <laughs> to be fair, Caleb got pubic hair when he was five.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So man, it's been a long time ago. My back hair came in when I was two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's just I mean, it's been they're just surviving on something that happened in the last century. The last century it happened.
4: That's right. They haven't been good since
5: nine eleven.
0: Yeah, so it's I mean, hang your hat we, on something but god damn.
5: it was kinda of fun for this game, just like in a sort of uh, I don't know, I, I watched this game and I for sort of tried to separate myself from being a Mizzou fan and just watch this game objectively as like as if it was Minnesota, not Mizzou having this sort of season and watching this game and like Mizzou just looked like a fucking dominant team and it was so it was so much fun listening to Uh, the announcers who are not particularly good, but you know those voices of, oh, this is a premier game. These are the premier announcers. And to hear them talk about Brady Cook and to hear them talk about Cody Schrader, it was such a fun game to watch, not just because of the outcome, but because there is just sort of a gravitas that comes with a late game on CBS. You know, I mean, this isn't ESPN. This isn't, you know, ESPN Plus, SEC Network. This was a premier game. So not only did Missouri get a platform that they don't traditionally get, God, they looked amazing in that platform. And truthfully, there aren't that many teams that could beat this Mizzou team, really. I mean, in the top 10, I would say there's probably maybe six teams in the country that would give Mizzou all they've wanted. Unfortunately for Mizzou, we've had to play two of those teams on our schedule. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, this Mizzou team is good. I mean, legitimately good. Just when they bring their A game, there's not a lot of teams that will beat them. Yeah. Plain and simple. They still got two more games on their schedule. With Florida and Arkansas, but you take a look at those two teams and the the condition of their programs right now. If Mizzou doesn't fucking fall asleep at the wheel, they ought to absolutely just butthammer these two teams.
0: You know, they did this without using the best receiver in the country for most of the game.
5: Yeah. That's right. Yeah, part of the reason that they, you know, everybody's like, wow, this is not a time you'd expect them to throw, and they just trusted mm-hmm. The, themselves and got up to their playmaker i'm like i'm not sure if this is just a lot luther burden service you know what i mean like hey let's keep this guy happy so he doesn't transfer if, if that wasn't if it was anybody but luther burden and and he hadn't had a you know sort of a quiet game i I don't know if we would have thrown that ball
4: i don't know about that colin five yard screen passes we have had plenty of practice with that for the <laughs> last couple of well, years no,
5: i'm just saying like i don't i just wonder if you know, like hey they knew that like hey, we're going to ice this game. If we can just get Luther in space, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But, it but part of the reason they're thinking that is because, of, hey, we need to get Luther some touches.
0: Three catches for like, what, 18 yards, 20 yards? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they didn't. I'm well, sure- am that
5: one interception that C- Cook threw, you could, you know, rightly put part of that on Burden. He did not commit to that route. He did not finish that route. And uh, that's part. Of, I'm not sure it wouldn't have been interesting. It was a bad pass regardless, but Burden didn't do Cook any favors on that play.
4: Well, and I think Burden was probably 60%, 70%. I think he's clearly playing hurt. That guy's getting pushed around and knocked around a lot. I think he had a bum ankle. But he's the kind of guy that if you get him out in the open and he can run in a straight line, it doesn't matter how hard he is. He's faster than everybody on the field. Uh, he just may not have the same wiggle that he ordinarily does, but he is a hobbled with their burden. And honestly, Mizzou is doing this with a team that's pretty beat up. I mean, I hope to- Hopper is back in the mix next weekend, but how they're much, playing their best football Hopper
5: play in last week's matchup after the bye. You know, it was Georgia, uh, but Hopper was much more present in a game against Georgia than he had been the last few games, and I can't help but think that was probably because they had that week off, because there are definitely some guys on this roster who are not 100%, and yeah. you wonder if the guy like Hopper being 100%, the guy like Bird being 100%, like, hey, this Mizzou team is good enough to take the 13th team in the nation and just completely dismantle them, you know, and they're not even completely healthy. Well, and unlike a lot of years
4: Missouri's got a little depth. I thought Newsom played really well in Hopper's stead. It's hard to find something to criticize about a, f- a football game like this. And you, when I'm watching Missouri play, and even when things are going well and we've got a lead and even when we've got a big lead, I'm prone to just being like worried when is the other shoe going to drop. But I rarely felt that way in this game because even in the first quarter when we were leading like 3 to nothing or you know when we were trailing 7 to 3 or when it was 10 to 7 it still felt like Missouri was dominating the game. We just hadn't put the points on the board yet. And we just kept on dominating. The points came. And we won the turnover battle. And it seems like, God damn, that never happens. But everything fell our way. We did have another uh, instant replay call on a, a go against the Tigers. I've never seen plays like pass interference and throwing beyond the line of just Get overturned. But they did against us. But when we got the uh, – the, well, I guess it was called an incomplete pass and then it turned into a fumble that we turned the ball over or that Tennessee turned the ball over, that was a huge momentum swing. Yeah.
5: We, we looked good on both sides of the ball. Like I said, it is – we haven't looked this sharp and, you know, felt this dominant in games where you sort of don't worry about things on either side of the ball since Gary Pinkle, since the Chase Daniel yeah. days. I mean, that's how good they looked.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. They they do look very good.
5: This is the defense we had had thought that was gonna be our defense. You know, it just took them a while to get there. But Tennessee scored seven points. And the fucking touchdown they had was a fucking shithouse luck lollipop throw. I mean, did you see that fucking pathetic lollipop that guy threw up in the air? Yeah. This wide receiver had to dive underneath it and make an incredible play. I was just like, what a, f-? I mean, like that was, that's Mizzou luck. And like, it's not completely shaken off. Cause like that guy just threw an absolute turd burger, Tim Tebow bomb. I can't believe it got caught, but it did. And that was their only points yeah. for four quarters.
4: Yeah. The field goal that they missed. I mean, that was the kind of thing w- when that field goal went wide, you're like, this is just one of those games that's touched by God. That was perfect. Kept them <laughs> under 10 points. And obviously Hypo, I'm sure was, pissed off at Drinkwitz for icing the game uh, with the timeout. But it was, and they mentioned, you know, that it was a payback game. It was a payback game for Heipel running up the score the last time. Drinkwitz was clearly pissed off about it. All Mizzou fans were pissed off about it. Heupel's a piece of shit. You know, Heipel will rub it in when he can. And he doesn't have a chin, and he's a jerk, and he's a Tennessee volunteer, and he should be hated by all.
0: I sent you an idea. Colin may not have heard this shit yet, but I think that Heifel looks like Chet from Weird Science when she turns him into shit. It's
1: all right because
5: I'm saved by the bell. <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> I
4: know this reference. Drop. I know this
0: no. reference. <laughs>
5: Play the save by the bell dropper. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Caleb's going to wear it out tonight. <laughs> yeah. <no>. Most people <laughs> get that at the age of 40, but look up Chet on Weird Science, and that is <laughs> Josh Heifel. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yep. That their quarterback had been throwing that sideline, dangerous sideline pass all game. And we'd kind of let it get by us a couple of times and Carnell finally made him pay. It was so satisfying. You'd, and I just imagined full of Tennessee fans watching it and just eating their fucking hearts out. And it just made me so happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, Yes, yeah, so it makes everyone happy really knowing Tennessee fans are pissed.
4: Oh, I mean, it was one of my favorite parts of the game, and I went back and was watching it today. Just pausing it when they'd show the sad Tennessee fans in the stands, thinking like, "Oh, you came all the way out here to criticize our stadium and criticize our team, only to limp with your tail between your legs back to fucking god awful Tennessee." And I remember when they had the like drone shot or the blimp shot of the stadium at the beginning of the game, and. They show, you could see pockets of orange. you are like, oh, there's quite a few Tennessee fans there. And at the end of that game in the fourth quarter, there was no orange. They were gone. They were done. They had uh, seen enough. In fact, I don't know if oh. a lot of them even see that, saw the Cornell uh, interception because it was already almost over and they just put it away.
5: I just imagine Florida's coaches right now watching this tape going, oh, shit. <laughs> just, holy fuck. Like, let's just, guys, should we practice or should we just see how much, you know, f- how many 55-gallon drums of lubrication we can acquire before Saturday? Uh, you know, because it's a lot of lube to get on short notice, but Missouri looks like they plan on jamming their big, veiny dick right in us. <laughs> and it doesn't look like we're going to have much choice in the matter. Well, so I let's, will... let's, not, let's not worry about putting up a defense. Let's worry more about just trying to make this inevitable penetration as comfortable as possible.
4: (laughs) I will say this. I, I do think that Florida is fighting for bowl eligibility and that they're not altogether an impotent team, like say Arkansas or Mississippi state. You can't take a Florida Gator team for granted, even a bad Florida Gator team, because we've seen enough college football to know that on any given Saturday you can come out flat and let a team come up and bite you. So they, Missouri still has to bring it. Missouri still has to be the team we saw on Saturday to win. But they're more than capable of doing so. If they play their best game, they don't even have to play their best game. If they play three quarters like they have in so many games this season, they will beat these Gators. Colin, this game actually reminds me of a Barry Odom game. I think it was 2017 when Missouri beat Florida 45-16. to 16. The difference between that game and this game is a sort of fluky game. And Florida was not nearly as good as Tennessee was this year. And so I still think this is the best game we've seen in a decade.
5: Well, yeah, that's what I mean about like looking sharp. I mean, this wasn't that Florida game that you're talking about. You know, I think we had like a kick return for a yeah. touchdown and like Florida shit the ball and coughed at the ball deep in their territory on turnovers. Like Florida beat themselves as much as we beat them. This game was just Mizzou just being dominant on both sides of the ball, doing whatever they wanted. That was the difference. You know, this game, they were just a they were just a machine. And that game, like they played well that game, don't get me wrong, but Florida did as much to give us that game as we took it. And this game it was just as just Mizzou taking Tennessee by the throat. You know, part of their success I think we had too was that I
4: think Brady Cook decided to use his legs in the best way we've seen all season long. Like the, he, he chose the exact right moments, when to run. And there were a couple of times where we were pinned back on our own one. There was one snap where I thought, well, he's going to get sacked and it's going to be a safety. And he popped out of that pocket and ran for like 15 yards and got us out of the back of the end zone and we ended up driving. And he was able to do that a number of times. They could not get us off the field on third down. And a lot of it was because Brady Cook, was so mobile and was able to scramble um he had a really good game even if he didn't throw the deep bombs to luther burden like we've seen in the past decision wise it was a great game for brady cook
0: that option pitch fake for his touchdown when he oh, ran for yeah. perfection
5: that made me hard as a rock quite frankly
0: uh, <laughs> yeah i knew it did
5: <laughs> i yeah. could feel it down to my plums yeah <laughs> No, I mean,
4: it was just, uh, it was incredible. And I got more and more excited as the game went on because you could just feel that things were rocking and rolling. And then Tigers had complete control all the way throughout the game. And at halftime, you always kind of wonder, it's like, well, uh, for whatever reason, I'm always afraid, Missouri's going to fall flat coming out of the half. The other team's going to make some miraculous change in the way they're doing things. And it's going to be a complete different game. It wasn't. It was just more of the same. Missouri continued to dominate. And Tennessee continued to not have any answers for them and uh, got on offense. I mean, our defense just stifled them so much. Tennessee's quarterback looked inept, you know, and he had been playing some of the best football he played all season the last couple of weeks, and he couldn't do anything against us. It's, I can't speak more highly about the Missouri Tigers on Saturday. It was, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, really all I can say is Tennessee didn't even look like an
5: SEC team. <laughs> you bring up a great point, Caleb. I'm not sure they belong, honestly, quite frankly.
4: Yeah, it's no. a lot of people are saying that. Uh, Many people are saying it. (laughs) One of the
0: people saying it was me on Twitter or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah, so... I, I believe that they don't belong. Kick them out. They haven't done anything since the last century.
4: That's right. So uh, anyway, we are moving on to Florida. Guys, we have a lot of voicemails. Obviously, people were fucking jacked about this game. So why don't we take our first break of the day? We'll get into the uh, MazzaiCast mailback segment and hear what you all had to say about this huge triumph for the Missouri Tigers, a 36-7 to win over the number 13 Tennessee Volunteers. This Is the Mazodcast.
2: Bob's haven't done anything.
4: Hey guys, Mazodcast is now on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can join our Patreon page and get extra content from the guys, outtakes from the show, and any insider news that we have, we provide it there first. It doesn't cost much and your support helps the show. Join the Mazodcast Patreon and be part of the team. Here are our secrets. We are back, and as promised, it's time for the Mazogcast Mailbag. Here's the
1: mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to whale.
0: Hey, boys. About 30 minutes before the game here. Why in the holy fuck did they take
2: Houston Nut off of CBS and put that goddamn Rick Neuheisel? That motherfucker is so annoying, man. I mean, he makes me want to go in there and just fucking choke myself out or something. He just, he's so fucking annoying. Anyway, uh, we, uh, beat these fucking corn god motherfuckers. uh, these guys suck ass. Tennessee is terrible. They have a terrible fucking fan base. The whole state's fucking terrible. It smells like shit. And it's, I just can't stand them. Anyway, let's go,
3: Missouri.
4: All right. We did go.
3: Please beat the son of a fucking bitch. I can't stand them. They're so fucking pompous with no goddamn reason to be. No fucking reason to be. Three years ago, they were in the fucking shitter. They lucked up. They fucking lucked up. They fucking found a coach who knows how to fucking coach offense. And, well, they caught everybody by a damn surprise. This year, not everybody's by a fucking surprise anymore. Foxy, this is the fucking worst fan base, the most annoying fan base. The most disingenuous fucking fucks in the history of college fucking football. And three minutes into this game, I'm already fucking into it. And, my God, the damn hard-on that I've got for you guys right now, even though there's no fucking score, could not be measured by Blue Chew. M-I-Z-Z-O, me and fucking you.
4: Carolina Jackpot, thank you. I'm sure you enjoyed the rest of it. Uh, yeah, after that interception, I mean, I was bummed out, but the defense was so good. I went to take a leak, and by the time I got out of the bathroom, Missouri had the ball back again. I didn't even have time to get aggravated about the interception, and then it was all good after that.
0: The interception did not matter.
1: Hey, guys, it's your boy. Really want to be on the podcast. My uncle's for a guy. <laughs>
5: I really love you guys. Fart M- guy's bonus. you boy. Sorry,
4: that was my dumb sister. Uh, your stupid sister. Uh, yeah, fart guy. <laughs> fart guy's relatives. Fart guy's nephew is calling in. <laughs> Welcome to the show, child who should not be listening.
3: What well, gang, uh, halftime, uh, 13-7, Mizzou. Fuck Tennessee, fuck the horse they rode it on, and fuck Josh Heifel and his fucking box full of fudge rounds. I fucking hate them. and you guys should be up on them at least by three touchdowns right now. You're fucking playing with your food. I wish you'd just go on ahead and eat the sum of it, uh, because it's there for the fucking taking. Well, why is it that every SEC team, uh, besides mine and Yearn, has a fucking tight end slash fullback hybrid player like this mccollin Castle fucker for Tennessee, whose DNA is half fat back grease fucking pork skin and half Sam Pittman fucking big nippled brown jug titties. Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> Tennessee. Well, them Tennessee, brown jug Tennessee, titties. me and fucking
0: you. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little chubbed <laughs> up talking <laughs> about Sam Hey, thing.
3: good Lord. What's a lot of strap
4: damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you every time when we get voicemails that I get on the computer, a, a transcript, you know, like voice to text, It has no chance with Carolina Jackpot. You ought to see the number. It puts a little asterisk by words it cannot understand. It's half the words.
5: The app just starts to smoke, and it (laughs) just starts repeatedly showing the emoji of a guy frowning with a gun to his head.
4: Yeah, AI technology is not there yet for being able to interpret and translate Carolina Jackpot. All right, just calling in to
1: say that obviously there's a lot of game left, so no conclusions yet, but... That first half
5: is a great example of why Heupel was not, uh, why his offense was not anything too special, at least when he ran it at Mizzou. Sure, he runs the score up when teams are weak, but when you have a real defense against him, it's nothing too special, so that's about it. Yeah,
4: when he was at Missouri as the offensive coordinator, I always called it the fastest three and out in football because uh, most of the time what they did was manage to get off the field so fast and wore the defense down to nothing.
0: You're not wrong.
3: What up, gang? 19-7, third quarter, Mizzou in the lead. Cody Schrader and Brady Cook are proof that not all heroes wear capes. I'm loving this right now. I'm really fucking loving it. I want to know why the fuck the damn crowd is so fucking silent on the damn Brady Cook 45-yard pass. set up all this fucking shit. I mean, goddamn, it's a football game, not fucking art class. Show some fucking emotion. Anyway, I don't know. My friend Rob, I do the podcast with, he predicted Tennessee to win this game by double digits. Guess what? I told him, you got a small penis, and you're <laughs> fucking wrong. miz Neo <laughs> me and you. God, you got me so excited, I can't even spell. I'm so happy. Woo.
4: Yeah. Well, we have small penises, and we got it right.
0: I hope Carolina Jack has a pontoon boat that he enjoys himself
4: on. <laughs> I imagine he does.
2: Man, cook coin is fine, but where is this Cody coin? Because, baby, I am buying M-I-Z, boys.
4: <laughs> yeah, Cody coins through the moon.
2: Run the score up on Josh Heifel and his fat turkey gobbler neck. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just missed where Christian McCaffrey went into the transfer portal. What a game by Schrader. What a game by the defense. Tennessee can lick my balls. Cody Schrader better be getting his dick wet tonight. M-I-Z.
5: <laughs> yeah, Cody Schrader gets all
0: the pussy tonight.
1: M-I-Z, baby! Can I get up <laughs> Hi-ya!
0: I offered up Twink Caleb to Cody Schrader as an offering.
4: It's a, not a bad offer.
0: No, it's a good offer. He... If he didn't take it up, he's missing out. It's sweet, sweet, sweet. Rocky
3: Top, you'll always make the sweetest sour grapes. Good old Rocky Top, Rocky Top
0: sour grapes. God <laughs>
3: damn, boys, is this a fucking cure for erectile dysfunction? Because I am fully erect. All two and a half <laughs> inches of it, boys. Woo! M-I-Z. <laughs>
5: it felt good. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I, my erection tore the seams of my bike shorts. It yeah. was,
4: it was, it was worth watching. It was a great football game. There were a lot of wives that didn't know why they got poked Saturday night.
3: <laughs> all right, baby, let's go. Fuck Heiple. I hope he swallows all this hobo cum.
4: Hobo cum com.
3: with a side of taint cheese. Taint cheese, and he washes <laughs> it down with some fucking hot dog water. Hot dog water. Let's go, baby. M I Z.
2: Z O U. I had a good feeling about this one. So I put a bunch of money on Cody going over on yards. I put Burden for any time touchdown. And I even went over for Cooks for passing. I don't know why I just felt like this was going to be a good game. So I put a lot of money towards Missouri. Normally I do emotional risk management and bet against them. But, yeah, today I was like, I think they're going to get it done today. So I'm I'm pretty surprised that they did it in such dominating fashion because last year was such a, a shit show. But I'm glad they did it. Miz and hey, no Mizzou blues this week for me. So
3: <laughs> I think I think this
2: is cool. This is a good feeling, but I don't want to get too happy. We just gotta ride this thing out because you know Jesus
0: loves football. <laughs> That's right.
5: That's right. Hopefully. He never gives his name, so I'm just gonna start calling him Keith. Keith. Uh, huh? <laughs>
4: no.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Keith put that in a parlay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
4: I don't know his name either, but I can 100%
5: guarantee you
0: it's. <laughs>
4: Not
5: Keith. Well, that's because other than Keith Mahorn, I don't think a single black guy on the planet's ever been named Keith.
0: <laughs> Keith Sweat, motherfucker.
4: Yeah, Colin, take Bye.
0: that. That, that guy's been the background music to more fucking than any guy in the world. He
3: said. <laughs> Get up, kids. What's up, dumb dums? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Just wanted to start off by saying M-I-Z. I hate Tennessee. Fuck Josh Hypel. This team's a top-ten team in the country. If not, maybe, dare I say, top six? I don't know. Say He's it. Always
5: let me know. Say but it. But M-I-Z, love this team.
4: They're certainly better than fucking Louisville and Oregon State. Fuck that noise.
5: Yeah, they're they're so easy to love. I mean, like I said, they've, the offensive line, question at times, they were dominant. We thought Cody Schrader was a placeholder. Dominant. We thought Brady Cook wasn't good enough. Dare I say, eh, dominant might be strong, but really fucking good. I mean, every time we try to find a flaw with this team, they seem to answer the bell.
0: We're better than Louisville. I, I watch oh, a lot of football. Without question. I've watched Louisville play. We'd murder Louisville. I mean, like 50 to dick murder Louisville.
5: Oh, I saw people, you know, blabbering about, oh, Kansas and Missouri should play. It'd be a good game. I was like, no, it wouldn't. Like, listen, oh, Kansas is having a better season than they've had in a long time. But Missouri would push them to the ground and make hot, non-consensual love to them.
0: Yeah, it would be dominating the Big 12 at the moment. Suck.
3: My fucking dick, you double chin, fat fucking piece of lard. Fuck you, <laughs> fucking eat my shit, suck my cock. God <laughs> damn it, this game felt good. Also, laugh my fucking ass off, drink ice a fucking field goal when they were down fucking <laughs> twenty nine <laughs> and the fucking shit. Oh my god, this was pathetic. Ah, oh, fuck you, Tennessee.
5: Miz, I, I love a good to eat my shit. You know, I yeah. love a, I love a good, a well placed "eat my shit" always tickles me.
0: <laughs> you know, you know who it reminds me of. Drinkowitz reminds me of Spurrier. Yeah. I mean, like early on, Spurrier. he doesn't have the success that Spurrier eventually had, but Steve Spurrier is like an elephant man. That dude never forgot, and if he got a chance to fucking rub your nose in it later on, he would do it <laughs> with a Spitzer on his head. Yeah, ball coach, the old ball coach.
3: Fuck Tennessee. Cody Schrager is my boy. Go Mizzou. Fuck Tennessee, man. We kicked the shit out of them today. Josh Heupel kicking sad field goals and missing them. Fuck that fucking fat
2: piece of shit. Goddamn, what a big fucking win. After four years of getting our ass kicked, feels so good. Cannot wait for sour grapes this week, boys. M-I-Z.
5: Maybe it's just sheer vanity on my part, but if I was Josh Heupel, I would try to accentuate the way I, you know, like... I would try to dress sharply and, you know, try to look like I wasn't just some well-fed homeless guy that they put in Tennessee gear and put on the sidelines. Like, do you own a Razor?
0: Oh, no, that no, That's doubly
5: no. piece of shit.
0: They don't do that. I mean, I know an athletic director at a local high school that looks just like Hypel, and they don't care. They just want to look like slop. I guess that's their thing.
5: I think it's the Belichick thing. They're like, Belichick's like, I'm so busy coaching football, I don't have time not to look like a dirty homeless guy. And like that's just a thing that has caught on.
0: Well, it's good if you've won seven Super Bowls. It's not if you haven't.
5: Yeah. Yeah, you just look like a fat slob who's losing football games.
1: A song in D minor, where the Smokies are clear to see with southern <laughs> hospitality. Everyone is a friend to you and me, and the meth labs run rapidly. but we're not friends or family,
5: Fox, Tennessee. Hot, Hot. Ha, ha, gore. Gore.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was uh, orchestrated.
5: Uh, I have not heard that since I was probably 11 years old watching Sesame Street.
4: <laughs> a lot of songs about meth labs on Sesame Street.
5: Well, that was a, that's, an old, that's an old one. Uh, Bert and Ernie sung that one. They weren't big Tennessee guys. Hated them. They weren't big heterosexual sex guys either. Wink, wink.
4: Roommates. Confirmed bachelors.
2: Had to record the game. Fucking work. But, um, anyways, I know he's not a player, but
3: damn, Kirby Moore might need to play the game, because some of these play calls are just wide the
5: fuck up.
4: No. It's going to be Cody Schrader. <laughs>
5: yeah. That's the easiest one you've ever had.
4: Yeah. Not a lot of mystery uh, in this one. I
5: had, like, 300 total yards from scrimmage. Sorry. He's going to get the nod.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he's going to take all the mystery out of that one. But yeah, it's going to Spoiler alert.
5: But you're right. The, the offensive line deserves a lot of credit, and they have not played this well in every game this season. But man, they did everything that was asked of them. They, they really they manhandled them this, this, in this game.
4: Well, boys, it could have been better, but
3: God, that win
4: feels good. I'm excited for some sour, sour fucking grapes. I don't know if it could have been better. I mean, yes, I guess we could have gone without an interception, but my God, I mean, you could not ask for much better of a football game than what we witnessed on Saturday.
2: I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm happy that Brady Cook has another year of eligibility.
5: What the fuck? (laughs) No, you're right, because he's a good quarterback with great legs, which is such an awesome thing to have in college, and truthfully, He's probably not built for the NFL. You know, he doesn't have the arm strength, really. I mean, I don't think there's any chance that Brady Cook gets drafted. Maybe he has a great, but overall, he will be our starter next year. You know, we're going to have that option. And I don't know what happens with Horn, but, you know, the way Brady Cook has played this season and considering the roster that's coming back, you know, we talked about change of residency for this football program. I don't see how that change of residency doesn't at least change for next year, too.
3: Oh, sorry, fellas. I was out squirrel hunting and uh, didn't get to see the whole second half until later on this evening. And fuck you, Tennessee. Let's get some motherfucking sour grapes up in this <laughs> <laughs> Missouri cast English Missouri fan here. In celebration, we gave Tennessee football the biggest Cleveland steamer. It has had for years and years and years. We absolutely shat over those cunts. They didn't know what hit them. Cody Schrader, go get laid, son. Just fucking great. Battering Ram. Defense, alarmingly good. Not many mistakes. Funny what happens when you don't make stupid mistakes. Eli Drinkwitch, and you know what? I'm going to go and get a camo top because I
2: believe in the troops. Happy Veterans Day in Tennessee. Fuck you. (laughs) Cunts. Yo, Mazadcast and listeners, we just embarrassed the Tennessee volunteers. We embarrassed their football team. We embarrassed their fucking dorky-ass fans. We embarrassed their humpty-dumpty-looking coach. And no, all the King's horses and all the King's men are not going to put that shit back together again. I think we broke them. I think we broke them like we broke Kentucky. They're going to lose to Georgia. They're going to lose to Vandy. Mizzou is good. Tennessee is average. And what's up, Fart Guy?
4: <laughs> fart Guy is the local celebrity this season for uh, the, the
5: mailbag. Yeah, he's touched something in our uh, fan base. He resonates. I hope we hear from him. Well, you know, Britain. We uh, do a pretty sophisticated show. You know, not a lot of sophomore humor on this show. Sure, sure. It's all business. I mean, that fart man would be so uh, popular. popular.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Me too. It's a lot of serious professionals listening.
2: You know, there were two teams on this uh, schedule this year going into the season that I wanted revenge on. That was Kentucky and Tennessee. And to beat them by a combined 46 points is just sweet, sweet nectar. Fuck Tennessee. Let's win out. Go to New Year's Six game, M I V.
3: Yeah, hi, this is Robin.
4: Ooh,
2: it's a lady.
3: And I'm just calling in to say that the only hot
1: garbage that I saw at bro Field yesterday was the way that Josh Heifel looked.
4: Hot, hot garbage, garbage.
0: M-I-Z. I agree, Robin. You ain't wrong. <laughs> Fart Guy, reporting for duty.
2: First, just a quick shout-out to that sexy gentleman who showed some fart love on the last pod. Uh, and also to JD for being willing to shit his pants in solidarity. Sure. Uh, just two comments. One, that field goal miss at the end of the game made my small pickle go from 6 to high noon. Uh, and two, after this game, I think that Mizzou seriously has got the best team in college football. And I'm not saying that with dick in cheek. I'm actually willing to bet my last pair of Hanes on it. Just a fantastic (laughs) pod, gents. Keep fucking that chicken. Keep fucking that chicken. (laughs) Fart guy out.
5: (laughs) 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 What is happening?
4: (laughs) I think we've lost control of the podcast, to be honest. Uh, I think the, the inmates have taken over the asylum. (laughs) Glad to hear from your fart guy. All right, Colin, Caleb, uh, as much fun as that was, we have important business ahead of us. We have gotten to do it a lot this year, but this is probably the most important time we're going to do it all season long. It's time to play a little game called Sour Grapes. What you got there, sour grapes?
0: You got a grip of sour grapes. Oh, that sour grapes, you brought them sour grapes. Sour grapes, sour grapes, you got them sour
4: grapes, sour grapes. You want sour grapes? Oh he got them sour grapes. Alright. Colin, do you have any sour grapes for us?
5: Yeah, I feel bad. There were so many and we had I had to curate them basically and I am sure I missed some gems, but I'm just gonna run through what I've found for you guys. Thanks to Jay Bryan. Gotta give him a shout out. He uh he does almost too good of work. I mean, he's like he's got me so many sour grapes tweets that it, it's hard to get through them all. He's uh, because, you know, quite frankly, Tennessee is the most bitchy, whiny, Karenist. Uh, I don't know how to say that. They're the worst Karens in the SEC. They're just the worst.
4: Yeah, and so uh, yeah, that's, the sour grapes are plentiful. That's right. It, it's when you beat Tennessee and you think, oh, in a game like this where Missouri completely dominated Tennessee. They might turn on themselves and say, oh, well, we need to get better, or hypol has got to figure things out, and the grapes won't be that sour. But no, not with Tennessee. They're such terrible, terrible people. They'll blame the refs. They'll call it our Super Bowl. They will say, we're a poverty program. They'll pull out all the sour grapes coping mechanism stops and uh, just a cornucopia of sour grapes. Brendan,
5: Will, Dr. Maga. Says, congrats, Missouri, on winning the Super Bowl tonight.
1: Salad grapes. So
4: let's start out with the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is uh, Super Bowl number
5: eight for Missouri this year. We're almost running out of fingers. The CAD at Sawyer, the CAD writes, congrats on the Super Bowl, Missouri. Good Lord. <laughs> Laugh emoji.
1: Salad grapes.
5: Felt good. I w- good Lord. I wonder if he's like, man, these guys played good. It was really must be their Super Bowl. Keith Ives at Archives at 35 wrote, crazy that we are missouri super bowl
1: salad
0: great
5: yeah it is crazy uh you weren't
0: <laughs> tennessee hasn't been anybody's super bowl since 1997 or 98 get the fuck out of town <laughs> no one cares about tennessee that much it's just fun because you guys suck dick like all you fans are awful human beings and it's fun to beat you no
5: super bowl sorry caleb but C.T. Vall at Vol Stuck in C.T. would disagree. He says, can't wait for Missouri to think they deserve this. Still a poverty program. Still inbred. Still irrelevant.
1: Salad yeah. rapes.
4: Those are the kind of things where it's like, okay, so if all those things are true and we beat you by 20 points, what are you? What are? It's a, such a self-own. They're too stupid to understand that, though.
5: Pat at CFPB underscore Pat writes, refs are 100% the reason Mizzou walk on running back is setting records on Tennessee. Yeah. I grapes. I, okay, maybe a hold got missed here and there, probably on both sides, but you're going to watch a guy run it down your throat and catch passes and cumulatively put up 300 yards against you and you're going to be like, oh, that was the refs.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, the <laughs> official blaming, I saw so much official blaming. I'm like, how can you possibly start blaming the refs over dinky hold calls? By the way, why don't you just look in a mirror once in a while and say, hey, maybe our team is holding too much. Maybe this is a problem. Instead of blaming the officials and thinking that they can account for 30 fucking points that you were unable to score.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah that it, one last, last night, that guy wanted Tennessee to file charges against the SEC league and the officials.
5: <laughs> well, just, Again, it's this wasn't just like, oh, we wanted the wires. Like We dominated Tennessee it's wire to wire. At Tommy Sucinto says, I guess this game is the Super Bowl for Missouri because this D2 running back is playing the game of his life and killing this D. Balls have no shot against UGA. I agree with this. This yeah. is as, as uh, self-effacing as you're going to find in a Tennessee fan.
4: Yeah, yeah. self-awareness. It's rare.
5: great uh, grapes. At Zero Context Vols writes, I hate Missouri and their stupid ass football field. Saw a lot of this. They were unhappy with our turf yeah you know in lieu of being able to uh anything else to to bitch at they just like oh you know what? yeah you guys are jamming it down our throats but your field looks weird we don't like the way your turf looks <laughs> so you know stick that in your pipes So sure you you know you're dominating us and 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 ruining our season but At least our turf doesn't look like that.
0: I I wish we could have been at Neyland Stadium to kick their ass like that in front of 105,000 dumbasses. That would have been even better.
4: Yeah, Yeah, and I feel like Tennessee fans don't have any room to make fun of aesthetics about anything when their color is orange. The most despicably ugly, obnoxious color any program could have, fucking orange.
5: Well, Neyland Stadium has a reputation, too, as being a complete crap hole, too, because it's been, it's like a, patched together trailer park because they keep have added on and added on and added on. And and it's like a, you know, yeah, I mean like it's, it's, it's a crap hole. It just happens to hold a lot of people.
4: Oh, I like this one. Colin didn't know Mizzou had that much money to pay the refs for such blatant nonsense calls.
5: Salad grapes.
4: I like this. Uh, Mizzou is the, is yet is a poverty program in one hand, but we have so much money that we can afford to pay the officials to, uh, Call game in our favor, classic Mizzou move. The SEC is always trying to put their thumb on the scale oh. on Mizzou's benefit.
5: Brennan, I, I I intentionally took all the officiating uh, sour grapes out of my list just because, like, there was so much of it, and it's all just the same shit. And it's like, come on, guys, yeah. you're gonna you're telling me that the SEC's in the bag for Missouri. Yeah, I know. There's a million of them. I see. I see refs. It's okay
4: if Missouri does it. Oh, these refs are cheating for Missouri. I'm sure. I'm sick of these refs. Missouri's holding like crazy and going back and hitting after the whistle and getting no calls. It's just so much cry baby belly aching. And, and uh, there is no. Ba- granted, calls go against your team sometimes. It sucks. It's hard, but. There is no bigger mating call for a fucking loser than bitching about the officiating after your team loses, and it's ever so much more loses when your team gets points. blown
5: out. You know, Like I said, this wasn't close. You can't say, well, if that one play had gone our way, we we, they wouldn't have got that field goal, and we would have won by one point. It's like, fuck you guys. You need a goddamn miracle. But then at uh, Rick Wilson 1 writes, Classy Mizzou fans booing every time one of our players gets hurt. I've never done that at Nealon. Nice job, Mizzou.
1: Sour grapes.
5: So classy.
4: Yeah. And it, you know, a lot of Tennessee guys did go down. And here's the thing. People, coaches, do utilize fake injuries to sort of slow the tempo and get teams off their pace. And it's hard to know when that is happening and when somebody's legitimately hurt. And so you can speculate. But... Josh Heupel is absolutely a guy who would do that and utilize fake injuries to try to slow down Missouri's tempo a hundred percent. So people are right to consider that as a possibility, uh, especially well, when the guy the bounces right of, back up.
5: You know, the lack of understanding—like they're not booing the injury; they're booing the fact that they think he's doing it intentionally to slow down the tempo. You know, what right, I mean, like it's—it's right. it's that inability to understand the nuance of what's going on because they don't want to know the nuance. They just want to scream at their television and try to understand why their team is being physically violated on television, on national fucking television.
4: Here's one I like, Colin. Some guy named McGaffey says, I love the fact that we're letting Mizzou run all over us. What the fuck has happened?
1: Salad grapes.
4: I'll tell you what happened. You lost to Missouri, 36
5: to 7. At Jason2008 writes, Mizzou is trash.
1: Salad
5: grapes. So what does that make you? Raven Hammer 310. Mizzou doesn't belong in the SEC. Classic. Such a trash non-legacy program.
1: Sounded great. This
4: legacy yes. thing. Good Lord. You got to hang on your legacy, Tennessee, because you haven't done anything since TVs went to color. Yeah.
5: They're like a 61 year old guy sitting in the bar getting shit can, bragging about how much pussy he got when he was 18. <laughs>
0: Tennessee did something. People are still watching videos on VHS.
5: That's yeah. true. That's
4: true. They haven't uh, gotten to the digital era yet. Yeah, if you want to see okay. Tennessee be good at football, get a DeLorean because that's what you'll need.
0: Right, Scott! Yeah, get a floppy yeah. disk watch our national championship highlights.
5: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, by the way, Tennessee, the quarterback for that team has been retired for, from the NFL for nearly a decade. That's right. He's about to have grandkids. Yeah, so chill out. Volman96 writes, Mizzou fans being classless. Yeah, Balls definitely didn't want to stop the momentum right there. Y'all's field is shit. What is it with all the field stuff? I, I don't know. They're just grasping at straws. I mean, like, yes, you're better at football than us. Yes, you have better dental hygiene. Yes, you're more intelligent. Yes, your state is better in every single conceivable way. Yes, we envy your efficiency and coaching staff and wonderful players. Yes, you are better than us in every single conceivable way that we can figure except your your field looks a little funny. And therefore, we're better than you.
4: Yes, your women don't have
5: teeth growing from their vaginas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your field, uh, man. Lame Kitten at Vol for Life 89 writes, just classless university, never should have been part of the SEC.
1: Salad great. I like these
5: last two because I feel like that. I mean, everybody knows that everyone in the SEC that's not it. Mizzou feels like we shouldn't be there, but they don't say it out loud as much as they used to. Yeah. So it's nice to get, catch a couple of these.
4: Well, the thing about it is Gary Pinkle had a couple of good years where we went to the uh, actual SEC championship. And I think SEC fans could maybe chalk it up to like, well, Gary Pinkle was sort of a -a once-in-a-generation coach. He was great, but what have they done since then? Well, now here we are knocking on the door of having another 10-win season going to a New Year's Six Bowl, possibly one of the best teams in the SEC. And it's a new coach. It's a new era. And within the last 10 years, we're one of the top teams in the conference. It gets a lot harder to call us Vanderbilt at that point or say that we can't compete. When we have competed multiple times in multiple different eras, because then your argument looks fucking stupid. Best coach Missouri
5: ever had coaches at Tennessee. God, <laughs> I mean, I've been that statement.
4: Uh Well, we got a little of that whenever Barry Odom went to Arkansas to coach the defense. So, like, watch out now. We're going to crush that offense. We've got Barry Odom. We're like, realize we fired him, right? Like, you guys didn't steal <laughs> him away from us. We fired him.
5: Like, we and, didn't want
4: him. And by the way.
5: He wasn't good enough to be here.
4: Barry Odom got the head coaching job ahead of Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel wanted that job and didn't get it. The reason he didn't stay on as offensive coordinator, is because he wanted the head coaching job and was butthurt that it went to Barry Odom. So, you know, fuck you all with your Josh Heupel talk. He's going to be just like Jeremy Pruitt. He's going to be just like Butch Jones in a couple of years when Tennessee falls flat on their face, which they are bound to do, after years of saying this guy is going to take us to the promised land and he's going to be the best coach you've ever seen and renew Tennessee to its former days of glory. He's going to get fired just like Jimbo Fisher did and will just be a distant memory because it's an endless cycle of Tennessee disappointing.
0: Does any team, any school do less with more talent? I mean, they have been in the top 10 in recruiting for 25 years and have turned it into a big pile of fucking nothing. Yeah, it's Uh, one giant long wet fart. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I do think Texas A and M is sort of a the West version of Tennessee in that lots of money, lots of recruiting, lots of big name coaching hires, and
5: lots of uh, lunatic
4: fans. Lots of lunatic fans. Great big stadium and very, very little results on the football field.
0: I know what Tennessee should. They should call Phil Fulmer up and see if he can cure it.
5: Yeah, well, they almost did.
0: <laughs> Volmarine, Marine
5: thirteen seventy one writes. We are a top ten national program, Mizzou. Not even in the conversation. What is this They're based saying on? Saying this, saying this after we just housed your team, just boat raced you.
1: Sour
0: grapes. Year, when when has Tennessee been a perennial top ten team?
4: When? It, only in their own minds. That's the only not place. Not in my living
5: exists. memory, Caleb.
0: Not in I my living can't, memory. Can't put, last year they put together a pretty good year, but other than that, like they haven't. It's just not there. And, well, and they've had. I
5: don't want to be like like they haven't been Vanderbilt, all right? You know, I mean, like they've they've had some seasons where they've been okay and they've made some wins, but the success that the relative success they've had compared to the attitude that their fan gives everybody is just insane to me. And by the end, that was the last sour grape I had. I sent you one last one, Colin. I think you'll appreciate. Oh, it's our favorite, Clay Travis. You guys may know Clay Travis because he used to talk about sports. Congrats to Mizzou. But this is a completely indefensible and pathetic performance by Tennessee. Josh Heifel's team is total garbage on the road. No matter the opponent, major issues in year three.
1: Sour grapes.
5: Yeah, we didn't beat them. It's just they were bad on the road. I'm just glad he could take time off from bitching about LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick long enough to still make a tweet about college football. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: so Listen to Clay Travis on the radio in Nashville talk about sports on 3HL. And that's all he did. It was crazy. It's been so long ago. Tennessee wasn't good then either. It's been decades ago, by the way.
4: <laughs> that's right. And that'll do it for sour grapes.
1: sour grapes.
4: But we left literally dozens and dozens of Sour Grapes tweets on the cutting room floor because it would just go on. And on and on and on, because uh, they're just such terrible people, and they cannot deal with reality.
0: Oh, I sent you all those ones last night from the Vols message board. Yeah, That wasn't even supposed to be at all. They're, I mean, they're wanting to sue the SEC conference, multiple people over the officiating. It's, it's just moronic.
4: Well, as much of a joy as this game was There was a lot of other football that went on around the league So why don't we go around the horn now with the SEC
2: We, we, We break our bread at Waffle House, our teams are pretty good We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me Built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football.
4: Okay, Colin, would you fire up the Paul Feinbot? Will do. <laughs> Alabama, Alabama. Nick Saban. Thanks for joining us, Paul.
0: Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. All right. First game I got up here is the Old Miss Lane Kiffins versus <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs.
4: It was a big one. Number two, nurses, number
0: nine. Oh, yeah. It was a big game. Georgia fucking routed them, too, 52 to 17.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, a letdown.
0: <laughs> well, and you know that Old Miss has sort of been.
5: Ranked above us, and I feel like people were giving Old Miss a lot more credit than they were giving Mizzou going into this game. And I just thought, including the people making lines, and I was just like, Are you out of your minds? like Mizzou's a better team than Old Miss. And man, I was so glad to see George just absolutely work this team. Like, Glenn Kiffin is uh, just a guy who beats up on fucking turds. Like, that guy hasn't really ever peed a drop in a big, big time way.
0: You're right about that. You
5: know, he gets so much credit for. I don't know. He's just like a, he's sort of like Mike Leach. He's got a good offense, and his teams always score points. But when do they ever really compete for anything?
4: No, yeah, it is. He's a sort of a mirage, really. It's just uh, he's bullies up on the bad competition, and then wilts under games like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he couldn't lead Tennessee to the promised land either. So next up, Alabama versus Kentucky. Alabama, boys. I think Alabama's back to being a really good football team because they uh, they beat. Kentucky
4: forty nine to twenty (laughs) one. Yeah, Alabama. They are a really good football team. Yeah, Paul agrees. Um, Yeah, they seem to have everything going,
5: and Kentucky is sort of collapsing under their own uh, expectations now. I think you know people can forget that, especially at um, some important positions that Alabama can be a little young. And like I said, they're allowed to regress a little bit as they sort of reload. I think the transfer portal makes it harder to just maintain a roster full of five stars, three positions fucking deep. So uh, they're having to probably develop players in a way that they haven't in the past, and it shows a little bit. And they're still beating people as they do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then in a game that I actually caught the last part of was Florida versus LSU. And Florida actually hung with LSU for a long time in this game. Yeah, LSU. Finally like broke it open those last eight minutes or so and one fifty two to thirty-five. I love it.
4: Yeah, that yeah, was the, it made me a little nervous for next week.
0: It
5: reminded me a little bit of Mizzou, Georgia, and that like Mizzou hung for a good long time. And then at the like I said, last eight minutes or so it all just came apart.
0: All right. Then we're moving on. Vanderbilt played South Carolina this week, and Vanderbilt lost to South Carolina forty seven to six. <laughs>
4: Yeah, South, South Carolina needed this one bad for their uh, their own well-being, emotional well-being. I wanted some uh, some whiskey. Yeah, yeah and
5: uh, Vanderbilt's as bad as they have been in a long time. Special kind South, of bad this newsflash, year. Yeah, newsflash. South Carolina blows.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not good, and they just dick stomped them. And then moving on, we had Auburn playing. Arkansas and Sam Pittman's glorious titties, yeah,
4: I'm bouncing boobies.
0: <laughs> Arkansas, uh, Arkansas put up ten. Auburn put up forty-eight. Yikes! Uh,
4: hearing rumors that Sam Pittman may not coach another game for Arkansas, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've been seeing some of that floating around the internet.
0: That's so sad. You know, they're another one that is a perennial top ten program in the country that. Just seems to never do anything.
4: Yeah. They also have a very inflated sense of who they are, and they have less uh, history of success than Tennessee. So they're even weirder with their confidence.
0: Yeah, they're not good. And last time Arkansas was really good, Jerry Jones didn't have liver spots. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, anyway. I think the last game on the schedule that was was going on was Mississippi State and Texas A&M, and uh, Mississippi State decided to be like Arkansas, put up ten, Texas A&M fifty-one. Then they fired Jimbo's ass.
4: How insulting yeah. is it that in Mississippi State you get blown out by forty-one points, and the leadership of your opponents like not good enough? We're firing our coach.
0: And paying him $70 million not to coach.
4: The best job in the world is getting fired as a SEC football, or any college football coach. Unbelievable, <laughs> these buyouts.
0: Halftime of that game that Texas A&M was presented with a $160 million check from boosters. So I think they can afford to get rid of Jimbo's ass. Well, and guys, I want to bring this up. There's a, a guy, just a
5: random fan, called Hell State Muse, who said he would get... A tattoo on his face if Mizzou goes ten and two this season. Yeah, this was back uh, in July or August, maybe. Yeah, and uh, we we plan on following this. I'm going to follow him right now. I'm literally looking at Twitter. I'm following him right now, just so if we do go ten and two, I expect uh, every Mizzou fan to make sure this gentleman is held to account as he he talks dismissively about Mizzou when he roots for the team that is clearly the Vanderbilt of the West.
0: Do we get to pick the tattoo, or is he picking his own tattoo? I don't know. I'll
5: I'll get back to you on that. But I, I just feel like this is two programs. They're Vanderbilt of the West, Mississippi State, and Tennessee is Texas A and M of the East. You know, they've got these parallel
0: teams. I'm suggesting he gets a chili dog on his face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Besides Mizzou trouncing Tennessee, and we know how that game went.
4: Damn right.
0: Oh, okay. First on the dock at eleven o'clock in the morning next Saturday is uh, Chat versus number eight Alabama, and I'm gonna assume that's Chattanooga. Let's just go into it. Look, yeah, it is Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. There's seven Chattanooga th- possible Bearcats. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Chattanooga playing Alabama. I don't know what Paul thinks about that game, but I know what I think. Can't we just all get along?
4: Yeah, I uh, I think I do too.
0: Alabama, Alabama, yeah. Nick Saban, yeah, and. Uh, at 11 o'clock also, we have Mississippi State playing USM. And, uh, and Caleb, what does USM stand for? You suck more. <laughs> <laughs> strange name for university. Yeah. yeah. I think they're like the Screaming Eagles or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Warren. that's it. It could be, it could be Southern Miss also, isn't that where Brett Favre went? It is. So. That's where he put all that mu-
4: uh, welfare money from the state of Mississippi into their volleyball <laughs> yeah. arena. Brett,
0: Favre, Brett Favre's yeah. a good guy. He's a good guy.
4: <laughs> Brett Favre <laughs> just was, turned into one of the biggest pieces of shit in the world, and he's maybe only the second biggest piece of shit to quarterback for Green Bay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was just part of he steals from the poor and gives to the rich. Yeah,
5: reverse Robin Hood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's a,
5: he wanted that possible Bearcats volleyball team to be really good. <laughs> Crazy.
4: Good for Southern Miss for getting all that welfare money.
0: Okay. Then uh, we have at 11 o'clock, Ole Miss is playing ULM. ULM. I don't know who that is. ULIC MUNG? Didn't Cartman yeah. make up a word named Mung one time? I think this is his his school. Let's see who it really is here. U L Monroe. So uh and
4: the possible they're bearcats, I think
0: maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. They're the bear cats. We're just gonna go with that. No one's gonna look at <laughs> <in> the chat. <laughs> Also, if anybody likes really big spreads, uh Mississippi is uh a 36-point favorite in that game, so I'm guessing they're going to win.
4: <laughs> I got 36-and-a-half, so you can buy the hook.
0: Oh, <laughs> good. Okay. Then Texas A&M without Jimbo is playing Abilene Christian, I believe, is who that would be. We're I'm pretty be sure
4: going. they're Bearcats.
0: Yeah, Abilene Christian. And it looks like some kind of cat. Yes. Yeah, so, it's a Bearcat. Yeah, possibly. Abilene, and, you know, Texas A&M's got to win that game. There's not even a line on it. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. Then we have a big game coming up here for Tennessee playing Georgia.
4: Yeah. they uh, If they'd have beaten Missouri, which they didn't, they could have uh, had a small chance of beating Georgia and going to uh, represent the East in the SEC championship. But that is no more.
0: And it's a ten-point line. Get on, get on, Georgia. Oh, I agree. And then Auburn. Auburn plays NMST, New Mexico State. Yeah, possibly, Colin. Yeah, you know, know what their mascot is? Possibly looked, the Bearcats. I'm pretty sure. Remember the wrestlers, the Bushwhackers? Yeah. <laughs> the <guy> that, <laughs>
4: yeah. <they're,
0: laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the Lobos, but it looks like the Bushwhacker guy from. <laughs> WWF back in the day. Oh, your
5: contention, Caleb, is, is that they have chosen a, <laughs> a WWE wrestler for circa 1991 <laughs> to be the mascot.
0: Yeah, it's the New <laughs> Mexico Bushwhackers.
1: <laughs> it's all right, cause I'm safe
4: out of you know, This is not the first time a WWF <laughs> wrestler. Well, I think Caroline Jackpot was pulling up fucking old wrestler references a couple of episodes ago.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but right now i'm wearing a wwf shirt i got uh, roddy roddy piper and jake the snake and ultimate warrior on it so i'm feeling nostalgic so
4: anyway. macho man randy savage
0: yeah i got all the guys on this thing so okay then we got an in-conference game here with kentucky playing south carolina
4: could be an interesting one. Two uh, absolute dogs whose season has gone down the toilet. I assume is this at, at Kentucky or Carolina?
0: I think It is at South Carolina, I do believe. Yeah, it works. South Carolina is a two-point favorite.
4: Carolina so, or Kentucky?
0: Oh, Carolina is a two-point favorite. Plus two. Shocking. Down. It's Kentucky.
4: Hmm. Oh, I think Kentucky. Did, are they going to
5: make Kentucky play with nine players? <laughs>
0: That's what. But a, 85% of the bets are on Kentucky at the moment. Yeah, They're no shit. Hey,
5: okay, so let's go ahead and, guys, run. Do not walk to, the, uh, to your bookie on this. Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky. There's money to be made.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Only if your bookie takes bets six days in advance, though. So.
4: Yeah, it's hard to find
0: those guys. Uh, okay. Arkansas, 31-point favorite against FIU, which I assume stands for fuck it up.
4: <laughs> yeah where did bling kiffin coach whenever he was doing it was florida atlantic wasn't it, it was owls yeah. yeah go owls, go owls. Well,
0: this is some kind of bear cat or tiger or lion yeah. or something
4: probably oh, a bear, bear cat bear. yeah
0: it was possibly a bear cat it doesn't even tell me when i go into it just says fiu again so we're just going with fuck it up <laughs> All right. and they're they're gonna get Supposedly stomped by Arkansas, but Arkansas is so bad, I almost think that FIU could possibly uh, beat that thirty-one point spread. Thirty-one points, yikes! Yeah, and then uh, we got uh, LSU playing Gast Georgia State. Yeah, possible yeah. Bearcats. Yeah, Georgia State Bearcats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All else fails. Uh, that's also a, a thirty-one and a half point game, right there.
4: Wow, there are some serious fucking dog games this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there <really> are <laughs> turds on the schedule.
4: All righty. Well, I guess is that it. Zoo. All right, Zoo takes on Florida at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the
5: only game on the the only game in the SEC schedule that isn't a complete turd burger. What's the line you've got for that one right now, Caleb?
0: Uh Mizzou eleven point favorite with an over and under a 59-and-a-half. 59 and a half. Fifty nine
4: and eleven a half. points. Yeah. Huh, that's a big uh it's
5: I don't yeah, know, what I wonder more <laughs> respect than I'm used to getting for know the two <laughs> no. uh, possible bear cats.
4: I don't know. It makes me I don't know how it makes me feel to have an eleven point minus public,
0: public bet eighty three percent on Missouri to cover and the money line Missouri is minus four four seven.
4: Oh wow Money yeah. to be made. All righty. Well, that'll do it for around the horn.
5: I hope Keith's listening to this show. I know he's a gambler. We're giving <laughs> you we're giving you gold here, buddy. Yeah, I'll Keith. I hope he hits again.
4: <laughs> That's right. Good luck, Keith. All right, let's do a quick round of Kansas news. Just to say we did because we got one important story.
3: Well, I was I heard there were three kinds of suns in
1: Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers. Sons
0: of bitches. This is Kansas News.
4: A big story is the University of Kansas football program, number 16 in the country, went up against Texas Tech. Kansas had seven wins on the season, looking to make it one of their greatest seasons they've had in recent memory. But they fell short to Texas Tech 16 to 13.
5: Oh, I thought you were going to say Georgia because Kansas is so good. They surely wouldn't lose to a fucking dog like Texas Tech.
4: Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Red Raiders had their number with a field goal to put them over the top. And uh, it looks like Kansas's dream season has been kicked in the balls. They did get 13 late fourth quarter points. Otherwise, they had been dicked up to that point. But it wasn't enough to overcome the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders. And this was in Kansas. It was a home game. It wasn't like they had to go into foreign enemy territory. They just blew it at home. That's a shame.
5: Guys, I don't watch a lot of Texas Tech football. Sure. But uh, they're super competitive this year, right?
0: Really good football team. (laughs) Yeah. They're like five five and six now, something like
4: that. That's right. Four conference wins on the season. It's a real shame. And uh, that has been Kansas News. Hate that Missouri's really good and Kansas just lost an embarrassing game. That's awful.
0: I hate that Kansas is still chasing down Mark Mancino's ghost.
4: <laughs> it's a matter of any oh. ghost,
5: it'd be easy to catch. It'd be his.
4: The slowest ghost known to man.
5: <laughs> uh,
4: all righty. Uh, let's get into the awards segment of the show. Let's start off with the
5: TJ Moe Deuce, Deuce of the Week. week.
4: You guys got any candidates for douche of the week this week?
5: Well, uh Dan Mullen's certainly up there. Name a blast from the past.
4: Yeah, I saw that too. Uh Dan Mullen was my candidate as well. W- you want to go into why exactly Colin Dan
5: Mullen was such a douche? Well, basically he was talking trash on Georgia. He, he's I don't I think he's he's an analyst for some I don't even know who or what anymore. I mean like he's obviously Fallen out of favor as a coach and is now trying to work in the media. And then basically he's on the ESPN, his, I think. Yeah. Is it, it releases his top 25 or top 20 teams or whatever? And his mm-hmm. people were complaining about his rankings and, uh, uh, especially Georgia fans because he wasn't giving Georgia much credit. And, uh, he basically said they didn't have any, uh, wins over top twenty five opponents, and um, this was just mere days after Mizzou was yeah, number twelve and everybody's in the country. Like, what about Mizzou? They just beat Mizzou, and Mizzou is ranked, you know, fourteenth. And he's like, "Oh, Mizzou, uh, okay, one win, but who's going to, you know?" At he said, well, he, said "He goes,
4: in the yeah, they're in top twenty five, but probably won't be there next week. If they win this week, then you might have an argument." So. It's like, first of all, he's changing; he's moving the goalposts because he said it wasn't a top 25 team. And then he said, yeah, they are a top 25 team, but I don't think they will be in a week. So that's not what we were talking about before, but whatever. And then, of course, Missouri is not only in the top 25 still, but has moved up in the rankings because we beat Tennessee. And Dan Mullen's prediction and dismissal of Mizzou was just pure douchetude.
5: Well, I saw one of our Mizzou podcast listeners who wrote, you mean the guy that lightsabered you out of a job at Florida? <laughs> I found that particularly entertaining.
4: Yeah, I enjoy that too. Fuck him. He was a very unlikable coach and continues to be a very unlikable analyst. And I'm happy yeah. to name him Douche He's of the Week. Unlikable human being in general. you yeah, never
0: even fucked a shark like McIlwain did.
4: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that at least had McIlwain gave him a little charm, you know.
0: Yeah, I love that yeah. guy. A shark.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it made him human, but it made him relatable. It did. Yeah. Uh, yeah that Florida <laughs> had some interesting coaching choices. You've got uh, weirdly despicable things like sex with seafood. And then you got weirdly despicable things like just hiring Dan Mullen. Anyway, Billy Napier is no much, not much better. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to make Dan Mullen douche of the week, Caleb, unless you've got any other late entries for the position.
0: No, that's a good one. I always like to nominate like Barrett Sally or somebody, but, you know, he's just. Well, Barrett Sally definitely picked the balls. And I know that'll shock everybody yeah. to
4: win this game. But a lot of people did, but.
5: Uh, we should talk to uh, Sally Barrett about it at some point, Brennan. Once, maybe once we get a little closer to the end of the season. He's probably taking this Mizzou season yeah.
4: hard, I imagine.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, no, Brennan, he, you know, he's, comp- t- he's completely objective. He's just calling him as he sees him.
4: Yeah, that's that's the Sally Barrett I know. All right, congratulations, Dan Mullen. You are the T.J. Mo douche of the week. All right, now let's get on to the more important award. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. And as we alluded to earlier, probably never as uh, easy of a pick as we got tonight for uh, the Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game award. I think I'm afraid there's no mystery in this decision unanimously i think i can just speak for all the guys and we'll say cody schrader
0: yeah you know when i years ago like 2012 or 13 or whatever it was when i texted colin that kirk farmer's hair should have its award it was it was, this day was what it was meant for
4: <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's been building to this moment
0: it's, it's yeah that's right it's been, been 10 years and uh, it, it, it's finally upon us. I hope I hope within the next couple of years that somebody lives up to the Monty Hard's neck roll. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, like,
5: you didn't just coin the Kirk Fulmer's hair player of the game. It was also the Monty Hard's
0: neck roll player of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hope it's next year in basketball to this Corey Schrader thing because he's definitely earned Kirk's hair.
4: Sure. Has anybody seen Kirk recently? Is it still beautifully blonde, or has he worked in a tint of gray? Of course it is. Of course it is. But any hints of gray, like a little salt and pepper kind of situation? No, I mean
5: he runs like the the farmer's um, like investment fund or some shit like that. Basically, just decides how they're going to invest money. He just. A rich guy living a rich life. And so, you know, they obliterate any gray hairs. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a guy who spends a lot of money on facial treatments. Let's just put it that way. And, uh, of course, he was a trash quarterback, but goddamn that hair. Beautiful. It's beautiful hair.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, Cody Schrader, congratulations. You've earned it. I, you've set a lot of records and you're going to win a lot of awards, but none of them are as prestigious as the Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. All right, guys, we are moving onward to Florida next week. Uh, Florida is not the Florida of old, but can be dangerous. Like I said, they're looking to get bowl eligible, and they're really in the spoiler role, and so Missouri cannot overlook them by all
5: means. Yeah, uh, they're- I want to beat them because Billy Napier looks so much like a guy who would have a giant monster energy tank decal on the back of his pickup truck window.
0: But truck nuts
5: yeah which was what makes him so popular in Florida. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But like we get this guy. He makes sense to us. I I, I,
0: I just <laughs> think. a baby alligator into a gas station to get a sticker. Out of here.
4: <laughs> I just think beating a team like the Florida Gators just deflates the Mizzou doesn't belong narrative so much more. So it's always good to get one of the big dogs or former big dogs under your belt. And so it's uh, it would be a nice stepping stone game and then leading on to the final game against Arkansas the weekend of Thanksgiving. Really looking forward to the last home game. Eli Drinkwitz is trying to get a big crowd like we had last week. High energy, lots of people. And i Don't think that's
5: going to be hard to do after these results.
4: No, I don't either. I think it's going to be a very good crowd. Coming into Saturday, hopefully the weather holds up. Uh, I, you know, the, Missouri's eleven point favorites. I like it. I think. I don't know if Missouri will cover, but I think they'll win. I, I here's my prediction: thirty-one uh, twenty-four Mizzou.
5: The same. I'm going to predict uh, that I like the ten point victory for Mizzou for one reason. For the same reason I said it about Tennessee. I just feel like our defense is going to be more than Florida can handle, and I don't think I think our offense can move against anybody. And so I think that Florida's gonna have a long day. Mizzou thirty-one, Florida twenty.
4: Caleb, your thoughts?
0: Thirty-three seventeen.
4: I like it. So okay. Here's hoping Missouri can get win number nine in its final home game.
0: Welcome back, K Bob. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We've Appreciate it. Heart. I really wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for Phil, you know. <laughs> he's the one he's the one that drugged me out. You yeah. know? I had I had been trying to make that guy's day.
4: We're glad to have you, Cable. Good to hear from you again. All right, everybody. M I Z.
0: Go, you. Go, Tigers.
5: It's a lot of lube to get on short notice.